Welcome to Working the Word with Jonathan Vorse. Join us now for service already in progress at Lakewood Church of God. Look at your neighbor and say, why faith? Through the years, I've received questions from so many people about, they'll say something along these lines. They'll say, Pastor Jonathan, why do you preach and teach so much about faith? And I do. I do a lot of preaching and I do a lot of teaching about faith. And, and uh, so I'm just going to give you five reasons today why we do so much teaching and preaching about faith, okay? I think it's important for us to know that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Add your blessing to the reading of the word today, we pray in Jesus' name. Beginning today in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, here's what the Bible said, For we walk by faith and not by sight. For we walk by faith and not by sight. I'll never forget the day that the Lord spoke to me to come to Florida. It was at the end of a 40-day fast, the real deal, folks, just water. And it was a very difficult uh, fast. In fact, about three quarters of the way through it, I just about met Jesus. <laughs> but the Lord done a lot in me during that time. God spoke to me a few weeks later that we would be coming here. After years and years and years of ministry, we loaded up our family told everyone that we loved and everyone that we knew goodbye and took off to Florida. Some people say that sounds crazy. Well, to the world it would. But to someone who's trying to follow the direction of the Lord in their life, it didn't sound that crazy. Now I'm going to tell you, just like Abraham, God spoke to Abraham and a lot of people talk about him being the father of faith and they talk about how that the Bible said that he would be the father of many nations and his seed would be as the sands of the sea and the stars of heaven. And they talk about all of the wealth and everything that Abraham had. And they preach about the blessing of Abraham and how that we live under the blessing of Abraham and all of these things. And you hear a lot of messages about that. But what you don't hear is when God spoke to Abraham to leave Ur of the Chaldees as the one of the youngest, if not the youngest of all of his brothers, he took off, the Bible said, to a place that God would tell him of. And you find out that for a period of time there, him and his flocks and everybody almost starved to death. You don't hear that, do you? Well, that was kind of like the way it was the first six months or so that we were here in Florida. We blew through the money that we had saved. We... Uh, was trying to follow the direction of the Lord. People were contacting us and calling us from up north and telling us, you missed God, you just need to come home. You missed God, you just need to come home. And one day my wife and I got in our car. We were living in South Tampa. We got in our car and we went down by the water. We told the kids, we said, we're going to go see if we missed God. We were gone for about an hour and a half or two hours and we were sitting there by the water talking and praying, holding hands, talking and praying, and every time we would pray and try to talk God out of keeping us in Florida, all we, all we would hear is, I know who you are, I know your name, I know where you are, I know what you're going through, and all of these types of things. So then we went home, pulled into the driveway, went into the garage, 
and my children, all three of them love God. Powerful, powerful young people. They've had challenges just like everyone else's kids do. But here's the thing that I've taught my kids and I've watched them live it. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. I've taught them that. Battles are going to come. Battles are going to go. People are going to come. People are going to go. Challenges will come. Challenges will go. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. So I've taught them that. And, and Donna has helped me teach them that. So we pulled into the driveway there, pulled into the garage, and while we were gone, our children had went and found every scripture they could find on God's provision. And they had printed it and hung it up all over the house. I mean, we pulled into, <laughs> into the garage, and when we opened the door to go in the house, there was a scripture there. When we walked into the kitchen, there were scriptures on the cabinets. When we went to the restroom to do our business, there was, <laughs> there was scripture everywhere. There was scripture on our bedpost. There were scriptures in the hallway. There were scripture in every room. They had put scriptures all over the house. So us walking into our home and seeing our kids in the midst of a battle work the word doing what we had taught them to do, that let us know that when we were sitting by the water and we kept hearing God say, I sent you here, I know who you are, I know your name, you might not have all of the answers, but you're right where I want you, that solidified that in us and let us know. And here we are almost nine years later now, in seven and a half of those years, we've been able to spend with you. There are times in our life when we walk by faith and not by sight. There are things that happen that we don't understand. Maybe we get a bad report from a doctor. Maybe we have a relationship that broke up that we don't understand why it broke up. Maybe a child goes astray or a parent or an aunt or an uncle or something goes astray and we don't understand. Maybe we've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for someone to get healed and they didn't get healed, they went on and died. You know, all kinds of catastrophes, all kinds of difficult times. It's during those times when we find out if we're going to do what the Word of God says. The Bible tells us that we're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight. Very seldom has anyone ever achieved greatness knowing the outcome when they first began. Sometimes God puts passion in you. Sometimes God puts vision in you. Sometimes God puts these things inside of you and you step out and you don't know how, but you know why. And I like what Dr. Jeff Rebarak says. He said, your why power will keep you going when your willpower runs out. And that's important, I think, for us, especially in this thing, walking by faith and not by sight. So, why faith? Why do we talk so much about faith? Why do we preach so much about faith? Why do we teach so much about faith? Well, number one, because you can't get saved without it. Ephesians chapter 2, go there. Ephesians chapter 2, beginning in verse number 1. Here's what the Bible says. And you, somebody say, that's me. That's me. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. I like that. I, I, I like that, that, that past tense there. You were dead. 
and you were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So it's saying in the past, when you were dead in the past, you were worldly. You were walking according to the things of this world. And it says now that same spirit, that worldly spirit, is what causes people to be disobedient to the Spirit of God. And the verse number 3, "...among whom also we all had our conversation in time past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were made by nature the children of wrath, even as others." The Bible said that we were born in sin and in sin did our mother conceive us. Every single one of us have a sin nature. And this is what the Bible's talking about when it says, we're by nature the children of wrath even as others. But verse number 4 is, is kind of the turning point verse here. It says, but God. Somebody say, but God. Come on, shout it. But God. But God. Who is rich in Mercy. That means His mercy will never run out. Another place in the Scripture, the Bible said that His mercies are new every morning. Every morning. The Bible said, But God who is rich in mercy for His great love wherewith He loved us even when we were dead in sins hath quickened us together with Christ by grace ye are saved. Come on, look at your neighbor right now and tell him the reason you're sitting beside of me is a God thing. Yeah, the fact you're sitting beside me, that's a God thing. God quickened you together. God designed you to be together. God, God designed you to walk together with that person beside of you. The Bible said He's quickened us together even back when we were sinners. Even back when we were sin, in sin. And then the Bible said, And then He hath raised us up. And I like that word together. doesn't say He raised us up alone. The Bible said He raised us up together. Together. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, Well, go higher. Come on. Tell, you want to go a little higher? Come on. Let's go a little higher. Let's go a little. The Bible said that He would raise us up together and He's made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ that in the ages to come He might show the exceeding riches of His grace and His kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Now look at this, verse 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith. You can't get saved without it. Why do you preach so much about faith? Because you can't get saved without it. Grace, God's ability to do in you and for you what you can't do in yourself or for yourself. God's ability, for by grace, by God's ability, you are saved through faith. Through faith in what? Believing that Jesus is who He says He is. Believing that He's the Son of God, that He died on Calvary, that He rose again. I can give you Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you can be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. With the heart man what? Believes. There's faith. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So why faith? Because you can't get saved without it. And then it goes on, it says, Not of works, lest any man should boast. Verse number 10, For we are His 
workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Let's just stop right there for a minute where it says, for we are His workmanship. Look at your neighbor and say, God made me this way, deal with it. Something tells me that statement's going to be used against me later. (laughs) We are God's workmanship. That means God had a blueprint for you. God crafted you. God made you. God shaped you. God molded you into His image, after His likeness. What are you doing trying to be somebody else? Why are you trying to be someone else? What are you doing trying to act like someone else? That's not who God made you to be. You are God's workmanship. And then the Bible says here, created in Christ Jesus, look at this, unto good works. If I'm misbehaving in a bad way, because I misbehave all the time. I'm a little mischievous, you know. I like to pick on my wife. Okay, but... If, if I'm misbehaving and it's producing bad works, then I'm dishonoring God's workmanship over my life. God created you to do good works. God created you to lift up Jesus. God created you to heal the hurting. God created you to reach out and to bless those who are downtrodden and those that are hurting. God created you to do that. The Bible said we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that ye should walk in them. So, why faith? Say it with me. You can't get saved without it. Next scripture. Why faith? Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 4 through 6. Why faith? Because you can't please God without it. You can't please God without faith. Why do you preach so much about faith? All you want to do is preach on faith. Why do you preach it? Well, you can't get saved without it and you can't please God without it. How many of you want to please God? You want to please God? Hebrews chapter 11, let's start in verse 4. The Bible said, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. 6,000 years later, we're still talking about Abel's sacrifice. Now there are different interpretations of why that sacrifice was important. Some people say it was because it was a blood sacrifice. I think that's part of it. But God also told them to bring the first fruits to him. Abel brought the Lord... A brand new lamb. Cain brought the Lord. The Bible said, and Cain was a tiller of the ground, and the Bible said in the process of time he brought God a gift. So he gave God like second or third pickings. Let me help you understand this, okay? How many's ever grown a garden? Ever grown a garden? How many know that when you go down that row of stream beans that the very first picking is the very best? Because you get second, sometimes even third time into it, and then beans get smaller, and they're not quite as tasty. And that's what Cain was bringing to the Lord. He was bringing things that were kind of leftovers. And so I think that it was a combination. I think it was a combination of the fact that God wanted a blood sacrifice, especially from Abel. And, and number two, I think God wanted first fruits. He didn't want second or third pickings. And that's a totally different message here, but I just kind of wanted to give you something to think about and maybe go study later. 
Verse number 5, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation he had this testimony, say it with me, that he pleased God. He pleased God. And so we go to verse number 6 and it says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe first of all that he exists and secondly that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So if I want to please God, not only am I going to believe that God exists, but I'm going to believe he wants to reward me. If all you do is believe that God exists and you don't believe he wants to reward you, then you're not pleasing God. It's impossible to please God like that. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God has to believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Come on, touch your neighbor and say, Favor ain't fair. Sometimes people look at you and they say, I don't know why in the world that things happen to you and they never happen. I, I paid this price, I did, I've been here longer. You just need to look at them and say, Favor ain't fair. It's favor. It don't have to be fair. I'm living in favor because I believe that God is and I believe that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So if I get my seeking on, then I can receive my reward. But if I pass on the seeking, I can't receive the reward. That's why it's important for us to seek when you seek, you're like Jesus. The Bible said He's come to seek and to save those which are lost. And so why do I preach on faith so much? Why do we focus on faith so much? Because without faith, you can't please God. Come on, touch your neighbor and say, True Dad, True Dad, True Dad. True Dad. <laughs> now, here we go i got to be real careful here on this one because if I get to going on this one, it'll take the rest of the time. But you can't talk about faith without going to Mark 11, 22, 23, 24. Some people say that Kenneth E. Hagin was the father of the faith movement. I seen him in an interview. And he said, they all think I'm the father of the faith movement because when I go out to preach, that's what I preach. He said, but I looked and he said, I've spent 11% of my messages in my home church on faith. So what he did was he taught a balance, but God gave him that message for the larger body of Christ. So when he would go out to minister, that's what he would teach. And teach it well, he did. Matthew chapter 11 and verse number 22, here's what the Bible says. Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. Why do we teach about faith? Because faith produces for us. You can't get what you need from God without it. Faith produces for us what we need from God. The Bible said have faith in God, and that have faith in God could be have the God kind of faith or have the, the faith that God has or the kind of faith that God has. The faith that God has and the faith that God used is the kind of faith that is speaking. You go to Genesis chapter 1. 
I've taught this to you over and over and over, but you can go to Genesis chapter 1 and you can see the God kind of faith in action. All through that chapter you see, and God said, let there be light. And God said, and God said, and God said, and every single day before He created, the Bible says, and God said. You get to the end of the chapter and the Bible says, and God saw. What did God see? Everything He said. Everything He said. The creative force of God, the creative power of God was coming out of His mouth. Now the reason we teach about faith and the reason that I focus on it so much is because it produces for us what we need from God. But we have to use the God kind of faith. So in other words, we have to work the Word of God. We have to take what the Word of God says about our situation or about our challenges and we need to mix that into the mix of the challenges that we have in our life. So we speak what God's Word says over our situation and when we do that, we expect to receive the results of that in our life. Somebody says... Well, the enemy will tell you, well, you know, you're just going to be down and discouraged and despondent the rest of your life. Nope, the Bible said the joy of the Lord is my strength, so I'm going to receive the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll give you the oil of joy for mourning, the spirit of gladness for mourning. And so, you know, he's made me glad. Lord, I'm going to laugh. Laughter does good like a medicine. You take any, all kinds of medicine. Laughter is medicine for your soul. Doctor says, you're going to die. Say, ha, 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 That's not what the Word of God says. <laughs> Praise God. You're going to be broker than a $2 bill. You're going to be so broke you can't pay. Ah, <laughs> what are you laughing for? The Bible said, above all things, I would prosper and be in health, even as my soul prospers. And it, I'm going to toss that in the mix there. I'm going to give my spirit something to attach to besides all of this nasty negativity. And when you do that, you're... See what I mean? I could get stuck here. Okay. <laughs> See what it, this is the God kind of faith. Now we go on verse t- number 23 and this just solidifies what I've been teaching you here for just a few moments. The Bible said, For verily I say, and this is Jesus speaking, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say, somebody shall say, say, Unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt, not just with his voice, but in his heart, but shall believe, shout believe real loud, believe, believe. believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So three times in verse 23, it talks about using your mouth, and one time it talks about believing. So I need to settle it in my heart. The Bible said I'm not supposed to doubt in my heart, so I need to settle this belief in my heart so much that when it comes out of my mouth, it comes out, the, what, what comes out of my mouth is what I'm believing God for. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if my heart is full of faith, and I know that faith can produce for me the manifestation of what I'm believing God for, then I need to get my heart full of the Word of God. I need to get it full of faith so that when the enemy comes in and pokes me, all that comes out is the Word. Praise God. Verse 24, 24, 24. Let's go to the next slide there. Verse 24. 
Maybe I'll have to do it here. Okay. Therefore, Jesus still speaking, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, when you pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. So when do I believe? When I pray. I don't believe when it shows up on my doorstep. I believe when I pray. And the Bible says, and you shall have them. So shall is futuristic. So if I need something from God tomorrow, I need to pray in faith believing today. And between the time that I prayed and the time that I shall have, that period there is called the walk of faith. And during that time, the enemy is going to tell you, you don't need to be listening to them faith preachers. The enemy is going to tell you, well, you know, it might work for some people. It might not work for other people. I've had people tell me over and over and over again, well, tithing works for some people and tithing don't work for others. Let me tell you something. If you're not tithing, you're robbing God. Just get real. And the Bible said bring tithing to the storehouse. It doesn't say send it off to your mama. (laughs) Somebody told me that once. They said, well, I prayed and the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm supposed to send my tithe to my mother. I said, can you give me some some scriptural precedent for that? Because I sure would like to send mine to my mama too. And they couldn't cough it up. They couldn't cough it up. So we got to trust God, don't we? we got to believe God. And the Bible said, we receive and, and ye shall have them. So during that period of time, you have to trust God and you have to believe. Now there's going to come a time when the victory's going to come. And when the victory comes, you know, the Bible said that if we faint not, you know, when the victory comes, then it's time to cut the rug, brother. It's time to shout. It's time to dance. It's time to worship. It's time to... Re- Why? Because I've received the manifestation of what I already received way back there. I received it in my spirit. I knew it was coming. I just didn't know the day. I didn't know the date. And I didn't know the time. But I knew it was coming. I knew my healing was here. I knew my prosperity was here. I knew this relationship problem was fixed. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it because I believed way back then. And so the enemy will try to come in and try to get you to doubt in your heart, but you need to just put up those boundaries, put up those roadblocks and say, nope, 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 I'm in the Word and I'm in faith and faith is going to produce for me. So why do we talk so much about faith? Number one, you can't get saved without it. Number two, you can't please God without it. And number three, you can't receive what you need from the Lord without it. Number four, why? Faith, because you can't live the God-designed life without it. The Bible said that the just shall live by faith. Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse number 4. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. So what this passage of Scripture is saying is when there are people around you that aren't living by faith, you keep living by faith. You keep living by faith, okay? Romans chapter 1 verse 17, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. By faith. And so we want God to reveal righteousness to us from faith to faith. If you're missing Wednesday nights, 
You missed a great teaching last Wednesday night on how to work our righteousness. Next slide there. That's Habakkuk 2.4, Romans 1 and 17. Now let's look at Romans 1.17. And this is the one that is commonly quoted. It says, But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident for the just shall live by faith. So it's evident that the law cannot produce what faith can produce. That's why the just have to live by faith. I'm believing God for something that the law cannot produce for me. Hallelujah. The law covered sin. The blood cleansed sin. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit comes upon people in the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit comes into people in the New Testament. It's a totally different level of relationship in the Old Testament... They were friends of God. In in the New Testament, we have the opportunity to become sons of God, receiving the spirit of adoption and being identified with Christ, being at one with God and living justified, just as if I had never sinned, just as if I had never been without favor, just as if I... uh, And we're justified, redeemed, redeemed. They couldn't live in redemption in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, you are redeemed. From the curse of sin over your life. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you would fulfill it in the lesser. You don't have to live in that kind of sin. You don't have to let sin have dominion over you. You're under grace. Through faith and under grace. So the Bible said no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It's evident For the just shall live by faith. So if under the law you're not justified in the sight of God, and then it says that's evident, but then it says the just shall live by faith, what it's saying is in the eyes of God you can now be justified. Not justified by the law, but justified by faith. Hebrews 10, 38. Now? When? Right now. You guys are sharp. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. There's another passage of Scripture that tells us that if we don't live by faith, then it's displeasing to God. So why faith? Because you can't get saved without it. You can't please God without it. You can't get what you need from God without it. And you can't live the God-designed life without it because just live by faith. And then the last thing that I want to talk to you about is found in 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. You can't have the victory without faith. 1 John chapter 5 verses 1 through 5. Here's what the Bible says. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. I love that. It doesn't say... Whosoever believeth that Jesus was the Christ. No, 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 no. It says, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ. You know why it's written that way? Because he's not dead. He's alive. (laughs) He's alive. (laughs) So whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. So, if we love God, then we're going to love our brothers and sisters also. 
Come on. Even the ones that are hard to love. Got to love them, right? Got to love them. Well, the Bible said that he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I have a pretty good bond with my brother. I love my brother dearly. He's going through a major challenge in his life right now. Some of you know about it. But it doesn't stop me from loving him. He's my brother. He's my brother. And the Bible said that Jesus is a friend that will stick closer than a brother. So whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begat, loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God. And keep his commandments. You can't say that you love God and hate your brother. Or your sister. No, 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 no. We've got to live in love, don't we? Got to live in love with boundaries. Verse number three. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments and His commandments are not grievous. That means they're not hard to keep. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Now here we go. And this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Faith is. Somebody shout is. is. Faith is. That's on your sheet. Put it down there. Faith is. That's a, a strong point. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Faith is not what brings the victory. Faith is the victory. Amen. Why is faith the victory? Because when faith shows up, the devil gives up. I'm talking about real faith. I'm talking about real faith. I'm not talking about just faith by your words. I'm talking about not doubting in your heart the kind of faith. I'm talking about the gift of faith. I'm talking about the kind of faith that God has. The kind of faith that God has. The God kind of faith. When faith shows up, the devil gives up. Hallelujah. So faith is the victory that over or this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Verse number 5, Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? So in verse number 5, it tells us where our faith is founded, where it's based from, what the foundation of that faith is. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Not that he was the Son of God, but that he is the Son of God. He is the risen Lord. Hallelujah. And he's seated at the right hand of the Father. The Bible teaches us ever living to make intercession for you and I, far above all principalities and powers and mights and dominions and every name that is named. That's where he is. And the Bible said, as he is, so are we in this present world. I want to tell you, I want to encourage you this morning. God can raise you up out of that chaos that you call your life. He can lift you up. They sang it like this when I was growing up in church. Lift us up above the shadows. Plant my feet on higher ground. Lift us up above the clouds, Lord, where the pure sunshine is found. Lift, lift us up above our, 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 our chaos and lift us up into your strength. Lift us up above the shadows as we stand with thee at length. And then we would just keep singing, lift us up above the shadows. Remember that? You know it? You remember it with me? Some of you know it. Lift us up and let me stand On the mountain tops of glory Let me dwell in Beulah land 
Just got a little old school in me. I can't help it. But God will lift you up because faith is the victory that overcometh the world. So, in closing, come on, I'm not a Baptist. When I say in closing, I mean in closing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that came from a little video that I saw earlier this week. This comedian said that our Baptist brothers, they close every 15 minutes because they're trying to hold the crowd. Okay. <laughs> he was funny. Go on my Facebook page later and watch it. It's hilarious. So why faith? Number one, because we can't be saved without it. Why faith? Number two, because we can't please God without it. Why faith? Number three, because we can't get what we need from God without it. Why faith? Number four, we can't live the God-designed life without it. And number five, we can't have the victory without it. All of the promises of God come back to Calvary and come back to faith. Salvation, healing, prosperity, peace, favor, anointings, all of it comes back to faith. Let's stand. Thank you for joining us on Working the Word. For more information, go to our website at www.suncoast4, and that's the number four, Jesus. TV. You may also write us at 12637 Pony Lane, Hudson, Florida, 34669. Or you may call us at 727-856-1770. Our office hours are Monday through Wednesday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And remember, the Word will work if you work the Word.